0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. This is a very special podcast because board game week. This is not a a live feed of our Twitch stream, which we normally have. We had some catastrophic uh, technical difficulties on that, but it is very fortunate because we were able to wrangle scheduling across continents to get two awesome future Kickstarter developers for an awesome board game that Linda has talked about on the show before here. So that we could kind of celebrate their upcoming success, which I'm, I'm just going to say it's an upcoming success because I am full of optimism today. Linda, you are the board game editor. You're the mistress of magnificence, otherwise known as <laughs> mom. Um, and you have actually played their game and we're joined by Carmen and Kim. I know that's not your actual name. You're going to correct me because I told you to. How are you guys mm-hmm. doing?
1: Uh, We're doing great. It's a really nice uh, day today in Mm. Norway.
2: Yeah, so we're in Norway, and summer is slowly ending. It barely began. But But yeah, we're well. We're well.
0: Mm. Good. Glad to hear it. Um, So you two are here with Kickstarter for your board game. It's coming. You said sometime in October there's been shenanigans, um, because there always are. No Kickstarter goes off without a hitch. Um, so, tell us, give us the elevator pitch. What's your game called and what's it all about? And then, so, yeah.
1: so the game is called Block. <laughs> and it's the game that dares you to be square because it's not, uh, not always seem to be square nowadays. But in this game, you're supposed to be as square as possible. All right. All right. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> we started uh, around a year ago when COVID were uh, first breaking out, or one and a half year ago. And I glued some glo- blocks together, and we showed it to Carmen's mother. That is a designer. And the next day, she called up, and she had our logo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow! <laughs> and, uh, which is uh, just for our, for our audio listeners. It's block spelled with two K's. B L O K K. Oh, with the exclamation yeah, so point.
2: Yeah. Right. So the word the block is Norwegian, because obviously we're based in Norway. Um, but when we video called my mom, it was actually her birthday and the had obviously started, as we've mentioned, he started gluing these random blocks you bought from China. Who knows why he even bought them. And then, yeah, we were just video, you know, calling and just chatting and we were like playing around with the blocks. And my mom's whole face lit up. She's like, this is insane. This is you have to go with it. And like my mom knows me when she cheers me on. I mean, we do it. Like if my mom gives me that one little bit of you can do this, I'm telling you, I run and I do it. So when she gave us that logo, we just, we just you know, we were so excited. and We just started researching and reading and, uh, you know, trying to see what, what we could do locally first. And then we met so many cool people just online, you know, uh, just in Norway. And then obviously it, it just started evolving.
1: Mm. And uh, around now uh, in uh, China, they are producing our uh, actual game with the wooden blocks uh, because we changed a little bit of... Uh,
2: Yes, but what is the game?
0: Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I love, these are, you guys, and Linda knows this. I always ask about how it happened because um, making games is hard. I have the easiest job on earth. I get to talk about games and just be excited about stuff with a microphone in my face. So uh, (laughs) you guys actually are doing hard work. And uh, I always ask about the creative process because every story about how, a board game goes from like that—that that, how that match gets struck, right? That that spark of inspiration—it's different for everybody. So I love these stories. You just didn't know I was gonna ask the question, but you predicted it. Well done. Um, <laughs> but but yes, uh, the business end of this. What the heck is this game? <laughs> so this
1: is a um, it's, it's a stacking game, isn't that what it's called? Dexterity. Yeah. So uh, it it's, is a
2: block building, stacking. 3D game.
1: And, and uh, it has uh, uh, cubes uh, um, from uh, a monocube, that is one single cube, and uh, to a die cube, which and is it, that is two monocubes combined, all the way uh, past even past the tetra cube, that is four, to pentacube, that is five. And those
2: are 36 blocks that make up our game. And then you have a rotating stand which has a stencil and uh yeah the stand itself has a five by five frame like frame and then the stencil that clips on which is four by four um so the the aim of the game is to use these 36 blocks and construct the perfect cube um so we have three different modes one of them is freestyle so that means you can randomly take any block you want and you can pop it on on the stand on either the 4x4 cube or the mm-hmm. 5x5 and yeah try build the perfect cube um and mode can, is my
3: boy's favorite i have to tell you the uh, the freestyle awesome. they like the the choice with that
2: and it's very that tough. was the one that was the biggest hit yeah that's yeah. awesome to, yeah yeah so we, we have our six different colors so it's a very very colorful game it's got quite a strong you know table presence um so out of the freestyle mode then you have dice uh dice block. so you roll the dice and then uh, the the dice color that it rolls on you play that block so if you roll purple then you must take from the purple family cubes and place it on the stand. Uh, that we would say is like intermediate difficulty and then you have expert difficulty which is a set or or like a deck of cards so it's 36 cards in a deck and they all have uh, each block design on there and uh, when you draw that uh, one of the cards from the from the deck you have to play the block that is on that card yeah, um, and that's quite difficult. I, I don't know if you tried it, Linda. Uh, a lot of people have been like, "Oh my word, it's really <laughs> challenging." Some people love it, some people hate it. I guess you just gotta. It all depends on how patient you are. And you really have to think uh, very strategically on the on the card uh, mode. But the awesome thing with these three modes is, is that it's it's you know you it's for any age, from like freestyle to to card block. You you know anyone can play it. So. That's basically, yeah, and then you've got challenges.
1: We can uh, maybe, yeah, maybe you want to mention
2: the challenges.
1: But, like, this uh, is uh, how it would hopefully look, where you have all the different colors that you're putting on. And uh, uh, we also have, as Carmen mentioned, challenges. So, if you're uh, depending on how you're doing, you will have little star stickers that you put into the rule book. And if you have enough star stickers, you're able to open up uh, your very own uh, a, a secret hidden uh, goal block this will be in s- a seal packets so you will not know what's inside until only until you have unlocked the challenge
2: yes so the, a lot of oh, we've had such people get so excited because then like every time you build a cube it's very rewarding because you're like okay what a, what achievements you could say have I unlocked and oh I get I get like a something secret inside the box that can up the difficulty of the game. So technically it, it's kind of like another mode because you you're upping the difficulty yet again. Um so we, we've tried to to make block building uh very varied and layered and it's you know because block building is block building but
3: we've we've really tried to add in some sugar and spice and all things nice. <laughs> that, it's such a neat extra element because having that unlocking and opening up the secret pack of the, the special block, it's almost like a legacy game because you're changing it permanently by adding in this extra component.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the exact same thing, um, which is certainly an element that you should you should certainly mention that because I mean the idea of you know having a game that will evolve even if it's only one step, right? Like the ability to unlock like a secret mode is that that is like extra challenging once you have mastered the other stuff. Uh, very few games do that, right? Um that it's almost like you have an expansion kind of hidden in the box, waiting to be discovered and learned, unless you're super impatient and open the envelope, but we don't want people to do that. Um, Yeah, but you know what? I mean, listen, I mean, that's their own, as I always say, you know, with board games, uh, once they buy it, it's their box of junk. So if they wanna, you know, if they wanna ruin their fun, then so be it, they can just go crazy. I am terrible at games. Um, So I will not be opening that envelope. I think it's possible that that envelope will never get opened in my house um, unless my uh, boys go crazy because I am bad at games, hilariously so. So um, you answered the question already. You said that you guys kind of started this towards the beginning of the pandemic. So this game is less than two years old. Um, It really was a wild time when we all were just trapped in the house. I mean, it drove you nuts to the point where you started gluing blocks together. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was only the start, you know. It's only the start. It was only the start. Once, once you start gluing blocks together. I mean, the, I, there are literally many worse things that you could have just started gluing together. You were bored. So I'm glad that you start thought, thought to glue together blocks. You um,
3: could have done the dishes. Okay.
0: You uh, I mean, could have done oh, listen that, But it's I'm more fun here. to
3: glue blocks. Come on. Now, let's be honest. Nobody to wants to do blocks. the dishes. <laughs> yeah,
0: who wants to do that? Um who wants to do that? So I um the, the the fact that you guys don't have a, a unique story in that piece, right? Like the this pandemic has, I know lots of people, whether they be board game designers or other people who have kind of broken into cottage industries, it's, I think when it's over, like right now it sucks, but, but when it's all over in five years, when we can look back on this, I think there's going to be, uh, we're going to be able to see and track back a lot of really interesting and cool creative stuff came out of um <laughs> creative people who were given the opportunity uh derived from boredom right like we were all just trapped inside and we needed to think of something to do and uh, i think that we're going to read a lot of books that were written by people who were trapped we certainly are <laughs> eating a lot of bread baked by baked by people who were <laughs> trapped there right um, I can't wait for, like, 20 years from now when we still have, like, a COVID-19 sourdough starter that somebody's selling at a, <laughs> at a, at a, at a, at a farmer's market or something. Um, that's going to be wild. Um, weird marketing, but whatever. And, and I, board games, right? Like, you guys have this really cool product, which for our audio listeners, you know, they were doing a great job showing off. You know, this, the, the cube is built on this awesome pedestal that kind of spins around. It's like got like a Lazy Susan type thing going on so you can move things around. Um, and the video, well, I don't need to describe it for the video people. Y'all can look at it. Um, it is, and that's one of my favorite parts, right? Because so many stacking games, you're just stacking it on the table. Um, and uh, having it like in its own little device, I think kind of protects the integrity. I mean, I'm sure that that was part of your design, right? Is the idea is it kind of makes it a little bit more stable, makes it a little bit less likely that people are going to Godzilla the board. That's what we say. That's the word we use for when something is very carefully set up, and an eight-year-old just reaches for something <laughs> and destroys your game board. Um, oh no! For a grown man like me. Linda's like, don't blame it on the kids. Don't blame it on the kids. I mean,
3: I'm clumsy too. I'll admit it.
0: I'm. Yeah, but I've
3: dropped any board I mean, games in my life. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. We all have. We all have. But I'm. I. I'm the oaf of the four of us right now. Um, <laughs> so. Um. So what was that? So. You talked about like you were just gluing blocks together and the excitement when your mom gave you support, which, by the way, awesome. Kudos to her for supporting you. There's lots of moms out there that would have been like, oh, how weird is this? So great for that. Tell me, what was your first prototype like when you first started getting the cube together? Because you, you were gluing blocks. I want to know what that first prototype was made out of.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so – uh we uh, our um uh, i didn't have the possibility to design something that would be able to turn around so what i ended up doing is buying like uh, this big metal cake stand that <laughs> <laughs> we found out that huh, okay so how do we add something to this so we draw drilled four holes in the top and we made like this wooden uh, four times four and this wooden five times five stencil that you could pop into these holes and then you had the turning uh, ability of the of the stand. So we that's
3: such in. a creative solution. <laughs> and everyone we were like one, <laughs> two, three
2: <laughs> at the same
3: time. I'll
0: I'm bet. Four. I'll bet, I'll bet. <laughs> Did you save that? Do you still have it? I still have that. <laughs> okay. Make sure <laughs> when you guys are doing your Kickstarter. Um, and make sure you t- talk about that because I I am all I am and people like me are always fascinated by prototypes. Maybe don't put it on. I mean, d- maybe don't put it on the Kickstarter campaign page. But like, be ready on your social media to be like, hey, look at this. This is what this started at. Look at how it's growing because I think it's super cool. <laughs> Linda, I know you have tons of questions. Go ahead, Kim.
1: I think you um- should have- In the cards, like, I were drawing, uh, I don't, I'm not so well in 3D space, especially drawing, so I were drawing this, like, trying three-dimensional thing and gluing it on, like, this card and coloring
0: it in with a a coloring pencil, and... (laughs) (laughs) We have seen our share of cleverly designed, I'm gonna say cleverly designed, um, cards for Kickstarter games, so... Linda, I know you had a bunch of questions for them. Sure. You have, you have actually played this game.
3: I have. So my question, my first one is, with everything going on in the world, what have you guys run into for challenges? I mean, you went from these cubes you were gluing together, and then the prototype I got was the 3D printed blocks. How did you get from kind of point A to point B to get to that prototype phase? Were there any any unforeseen obstacles that you ran into?
1: Uh, I, I don't I. I can't remember what what made me buy the 3D printer, but uh, we had had to find a way to uh, be able to produce them like how we wanted, because gluing them together, especially if you don't have like a stand or a thing that holds it nicely together, small imperfections can make quite a huge impact on the game when they are put together so uh like if i started on uh, this um this um, program that is called fusion 360 and okay. like making a block is quite simple and then you can like uh, um, fill uh, Uh, file the sides on that block and then you can add and merge them and like then uh, after I had made a few uh, of the blocks I was like Carmi I think we need to buy a 3d printer
2: (laughs) it was amazing because you were just all self-taught like he just naturally caught on the the software but that took a lot of time. That was yeah. very demanding. Trial and error. Yeah. So that that was very right. difficult. Trying to find the right blocks as well, because in our game, I'm sure Linda, when you opened it, it was packed in, uh, you know, the color families as we call it. Yes. Uh, so got the green three by three. You know, the three by three blocks inside the box, and Kimerick sat hours working out the math behind it, like which blocks would fit in there to make these perfect cubes yeah because um,
1: like we were uh, swapping which uh, block should be in which color family to make right. uh family. so
2: that in itself the maths behind that was just outstanding i mean one mm-hmm. day he just
3: sat at the table
2: and was like i did it
3: <laughs> i can't even imagine the complex math that is not my strong suit so you'll appreciate this when i was boxing everything back up by the way th- thank you for the guide on how to put the cubes back in the family cubes i handed it to my 12 year old who is v- much better at spatial relations and building than I am. And I said, here, put them in the box neatly. Here's the directions. And he did it very quickly. It would have taken me exponentially longer. Um, But um, he is so excited. He loves building games. He's got great spatial relations and great just he can visualize it. I am hysterically bad at it. I tried the cards once. I didn't even take a picture because it was so bad.
2: So terrible. I'm
3: so bad at it,
2: but it was fun. That's amazing. Yeah, two of my engineer friends—they played block with their eyes closed. They were like, "La la la."
3: I'm like, "Are you showing off just because 'cause you're engineers?" But they can. That's (laughs) the thing. Their brain—they can see it. They can visualize it. They can turn it in their brain. I don't have that skill.
0: If (laughs) I, I,
3: I, it helps with that. (laughs) It does. Uh, I mean, no, and that's one, one. Oh, for sure. No, this is one of those features for the younger children, it can build that spatial relations. And I I don't know if you guys even know, I teach young children for my day job. Um, I'm a primary teacher. So, like, I'm always thinking, oh, what can this teach? How can, you know, this help kids at home? And that's always part of where my brain goes. So,
0: Yeah, why it's a lot hire. of fun. Yeah, why <laughs> I hire her? We actually were
1: on a, a game festival in Bergen uh, two two days ago, or two, three days ago, and uh, we had a lot of uh, families uh, with their children coming and trying block, and I made this... Uh, these blocks that are um, and tw- three times as big as the normal blocks, so they were able to have a little bit a big big chunky big cube. chunky cubes to yeah. try, try. So the kids
2: really well. love block. That's definitely been a lot of good f- feedback that we've received so, mm. with block. Is that so? That's been one success that we've had. That definitely children love it. Um, but also a, a challenge we've had is because our game isn't ex- it doesn't fall exactly in the hardcore gamer spectrum. So it's not a game that takes 12 hours to play on a weekend, for example. Um, so that has been something we've been challenged or like trying to explain to hardcore gamers as much as non-gamers that this game is perfect because it's it's kind of like a filler game. Um, it's a game you can have to play on holiday with family or it's a game you can play in between games.
1: You're, with your children.
2: Yeah, so we've been, that, we've been working very hard at trying to get that message out. And I mean, because it's our first time, Uh, It it really is tricky to find the right words or the right way to explain that, especially through COVID, where, you know, you can't just take the game out and play. You know, this is a physical game. So with COVID and trying to play
0: block has been very challenging. That's that much we can say. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I can imagine that. Uh, Communicate. I mean, communicating what a game is, is Always one of the hardest things, especially if it doesn't fit into an established genre or is a riff on something else, right? You know, it's like, you know, it, we're like playing Phase 10, or we're like playing Uno and we're doing this, or it's, you know, it's like Risk, but we do different stuff. I, that's easy. When you're making something new that's in a genre of its own, you're right. I mean, it's absolutely difficult. So I, I respect that. And I think you guys have done a great job of explaining it to us. Um, you certainly explained it to Linda. Um, and I think, there is a huge space in the market for, um, games that are also kind of toys, right? Like, is there's a lot of toyetic, you know, you're building, you know, they're building blocks at the end of the day. We love those. So, um, there's that, but also, you know, casual games or games that can be played among all ages. And also there's not a lot of reading in this game. If any, I don't think there's any reading. There's
3: none. Right? So there's so none. It's just the that, directions.
0: That is That's huge. Um, you know when we, you know, she and I troll Facebook groups uh, for board games a lot, right? <laughs> and one of the questions that she and I saw it so often that we actually started creating content so on our site so we could share it. Um, be, it felt like cheating, but like we were just so bit tired of answering the same question over and over again. As people ask like, "What games can you play with younger kids that don't read?" And this is probably going to go on that list just because it is it does because it's actually uncommon. Um, there's a lot of games that have a little bit, right? This has none, which is great, I think. Um, so right. And I it's am- a game
3: that wasn't designed with little kids in mind, because that's the other side of it. You may find a game for a four year old or three year old, but an adult doesn't necessarily really want to play it on their own. This is one that it happens to scale all the way down to yeah. non-readers. And it's just the dexterity then of do they have the motor skills to be able to place? And that I'm I think so, you, you guys say, I think you said about five years old is your recommendation, starting around five.
0: I'm going to get beaten by yeah, a five year old game. Yeah.
3: yeah, you'd be impressed at what, what they're capable of at five already. That's oh, it's okay. amazing. Are it's absolutely really? amazing what they can do. Yeah, they're ready. I mean, even I could even see a four year old as long as they have the dexterity to manipulate and not knock yeah. everything over. That's where it starts getting challenging is when they get littler, the motor skills aren't so so strong. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But uh, that's
2: why this, sorry, that's why the stand is so great as well. Because, you know, then you don't, as you say, you don't have the Godzilla. You, you don't <laughs> have to like lean over really. You can just lightly touch it. And yeah. so everyone on the table has an angle. So that that's quite a, a really unique touch, I feel, that we've added to, to Block. Oh, so, I, so,
1: I through, through the design process as well, like uh, how how I feel about the game is it's so easy to learn. It's, uh, you just pick it up and play some blocks and then you find out you can roll a dice or use the cards, however, and you can easily manipulate uh, the, or change the difficulty, uh, towards which audience you're playing with. If you're playing with a young child, you take free block. If you're playing with a little bit older one, you can roll the dice, like it's so easy. It's not like you have to take 10 of those away, one of that, and then you have to supply with that and add 1.2 in comparison. So it's so easy to learn, but hard to master as well. Yeah. (laughs)
3: And those are our favorite ones. Those are some of our favorite games to talk about and to have in our collection where it's, you know, I can learn the rules in three minutes, but I'm going to spend the rest of my, you know, gaming time trying to be good at this game. Um, The one thing you guys didn't talk about is also some of the modes. You did the three modes of play with the free, the dice, and the cards, but there's also with playing competitively versus cooperatively. Um, That's that's another cool other layer to the game is which i thought was a neat way it gives you so many choices i don't know did you want to talk a little bit more about the uh competitive versus cooperative modes yeah, so what
2: i've noticed lately is there's a huge trend for solo games i mean there's even facebook groups and all of that and the uh, block is also awesome like that because it also offers solo play um i mean you can sit for hours trying to build, you know, your cubes. And I mean, it's the challenges in the booklet. It's definitely a very rewarding solo game. Um, And then we also have Block Party.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's where you uh, work together to build the block uh, uh, as a team. So instead of having like uh, this competitive mode, you're working together as one goal. uh, So you can help each other work uh, building that cube.
2: Yes, and, and then you have a block off. Yeah, block off. So that's where you build a cube, and then you can compare it with each other and see who's the better architect <laughs> uh, in the game. But uh,
1: we can mention the... And then,
2: yes, and now... Can you
1: catch the top one?
2: Sure. Um, we're also working on a expansion, which we really want to have as an add-on in our Kickstarter.
1: We haven't mentioned this in the, at the, in the place yet. Yes,
2: so oh. basically... <laughs> <Yeah. Ooh. Oops. laughs> so basically, um because I've I've got two siblings and my whole life with gaming, if there's nothing better than making your siblings suffer. <laughs> 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 so naturally that was my inspiration with this idea is we when you're um, the architect is trying to place their cube and build their or construct their cube. You have enemy blocks or, or hazard engineered. engineer blocks. Yeah. We call them hazard blocks. Um, and on every third turn, the engineer can place the block into your cube and disrupt your build
1: or out a little bit outside yes. as well. If if the um, um, um have uh, or it doesn't fall off. Of
2: yeah. course. So it's just uh, upping the competitive mode. So I'm trying to. I mean, as an engineer, the one that's placing the hazard blocks, it's also very challenging to think of how to disrupt a cube, not only construct it. So that's also a very interesting take. So we're very excited about this mode as well. So it adds another, and that is for up to, sure, so four players, two yeah, to four yeah, players?
1: definitely. And the, the thing is, well, like since uh, block has uh, 36 unique blocks, if the hazard player thinks of which blocks that has been used, he has a quite an advantage as well to be able to make the shapes that actually has been used already.
0: So it's a very strategic That's game. That's yeah. really neat. I am gonna be so bad at that version. <laughs> I am prepared to play that version and get beat by a by a five year old. Um, I'm ready. I'm I'm already getting mentally prepared. Um, it's gonna take me a while, as you can imagine. I'm like extra like frustrated with myself as a bad video as a bad player um, i'm really not i make light of it all the time but i'm definitely going to get beat by one of linda's kids a hundred percent My older for sure my oldest well, is like i am mean, not even, even count he's, anymore he's no. almost he's almost in high school he doesn't count i'm talking like i'm gonna i'm gonna get beat by one of your students um all right we'll bring it we'll bring with a little first graders home it's fine yeah, uh, it'll, then it'll be on an even playing field so um you two have been awesome. Um, we definitely should have you guys back, because I know your campaign's in October, right? That's yes.
2: great. 12th of so, October. We'll,
0: all right. So we'll have to have you guys back sometime between now and then, so we can talk about or maybe during the campaign, so we can talk about how it's going, because I'd love to have you guys back on. Um, you know, I know this, they're scheduling conflicts, because we're on different sides of the planet. Wow. <laughs> um, it's uh, only
3: six hours difference. Only it's
0: six. Six <laughs> hours difference is many, many, many miles and a lot yep. of ocean. But hey, um it's true. so from the east coast of the United States all the way over to Norway, that's a pretty cool podcast connection. Um Excellent. you two have been awesome. Your game block is coming to Kickstarter, the 12th of October. We're gonna have a review from Linda because she was graciously provided a uh, a temporary prototype before she can pass it on to somebody else who will also hopefully love it as much as she did. And um and so she'll have her review, I think she said the 19th of this month, but it's coming up soon. Yes. We'll be sure to share there's, it on all of yep. our socials. Um, got that?
3: We've already got one little, t- uh, my little mini unboxing videos. I mean, calling them micro unboxings. I don't know if that's a great term or not, um, but I did do a video unboxing it. That's on our Instagram. And there's more photos on my phone that I will be uploading as we go.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely. More so, stuff. you guys, thank you for joining us today uh, for a quick podcast. Um, you guys have been a delight. Um, you. And your, your game you. is a delight, too.
2: Oh, thank you for your time.
0: Mm. Oh, it's been our pleasure. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening to us all talk about Block. Like I said, Block is going to be coming a Kickstarter October 12th. <laughs> this podcast is going to be all over the Internet. So make sure you like, subscribe, share it, you know, do all the stuff. Um, and uh, until next time, make sure you find me. Well, actually, before I go, I'm signing off. W- where do you guys have like a block social media account or something that we can point people to?
2: That is correct. Yes. We have a block games, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.
0: But also. Uh, and a TikTok. Also. Uh, and uh, a TikTok.
2: Yes. Yes. So see, check us out on TikTok as well. Uh, we can uh, <laughs>
0: We're on TikTok too, so uh, I will have to find you guys. Um, I haven't made one in a couple of days because we were busy with our content sprint last weekend, but now I'm back to work. Um, so we will find you guys there. We'll put all the links to that in the description of both the audio and the video form of the show um, so that people can find you and follow you. Everybody, thank you very much for listening slash watching. You too, thanks for beaming your Information all the way over across the pond, Linda, thank you for being across town more or less comparatively. <laughs> um everybody, you have yourself a great night. We will see you soon and until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you all soon. Bye, Bye. Bye.